I remember picking up this pocket TV, you know, with an antenna. It was, <laughs> I remember it was, that very well, it was, actually. It was practically useless <laughs> because the images were yeah. so garbled and you were always fiddling. But it just seemed cool that now you have in your pocket a TV and you can watch <laughs> it. You know, this is before the mobile phone and everything. Yeah. So, so I think it was all about just picking up all these crazy gadgets and gizmos and just things that you yeah. want to have fun with. Jackie Pizer is a retail reporter at The Post who recently sat down with two very special guests. Thank you guys for coming. Can you introduce yourselves? Yeah, my name's Arjun Singh, and I am a producer here at The Washington Post. I am Sunil Singh. And you're Arjun's dad. That's correct. I'm Arjun's (laughs) dad. Arjun and his dad have these fond memories of Black Friday— waking up at 3 o'clock in the morning to line up outside of Best Buy. Together, they felt like there was this sense of camaraderie with all these other people waiting to rush into the store for a deal. Arjun was at an age he was starting to, you know, really enjoy video games, and I knew they are going to be really cheap. And I honestly remember it being, frankly, a really magical experience, like walking into a Best Buy, which we'd done dozens of times before, when everything is full of price and expensive, and all of a sudden, your dad basically says, have at it, because everything from DVDs to video games, the prices were slashed. After that, it did become like a tradition for all subsequent years. Every every day after Thanksgiving, we would be like, yep, you got to get up at 3 a.m. or 4 a.m. <laughs> and line up and drink our coffee and go and look for deals. But the days of late-night stakeouts and one-day-only sales are pretty much over. Now, Black Friday is way longer than just one day. It lasts for more than a month. So we wanted to know, what has changed? From the newsroom of The Washington Post, this is Post Reports. I'm Martine Powers. It's Wednesday, November 23rd. Today, retail reporter Jackie Pizer talks with my co-host Alahe Azadi about what Black Friday has become. Plus, later on the show, we've got a special treat just in time for Thanksgiving. So for Jackie, Black Friday has always seemed like more of a nightmare. Nothing says holiday season better than the stampede of shoppers across America. Black Friday in full swing with many major retailers dishing out deals as early as Thanksgiving Day. Bedlam in the aisles of some of the nation's biggest retailers. Shoppers fighting over garments at this Victoria's Secret in Chattanooga, Tennessee. We have this memory of people lining up outside of stores at like 11 p.m. the night of Thanksgiving. They finish eating their turkey and they all go out as a family and they're waiting in line for the stores to open. And then when the doors open, everyone rushes in and there's like a stampede, right? I mean, that's what we saw on the news, all those craziness that's happening. But now I see it a little bit differently. Like I see me at my computer in bed just doing some sales. (laughs) (laughs) And it does, is that basically what Black Friday has become? Do we still see those scenes or is it mostly people on their computers, like you said? Yeah, I mean, people still go to the stores. We definitely saw a drop off during the pandemic, understandably. But over the past, I don't know, I'd say like decade or so, every year has just gotten a little bit chiller on Black Friday. People weren't really 
going to the stores as much, like lining up. A lot of retailers also stopped opening on Thanksgiving. That's been a newer thing. So there wasn't as much of these uh, sales being earlier and earlier in person. So that kind of trickled off a bit. And then e-commerce just blew up, right? So everyone saw, oh, the sales are online. I don't have to leave my house. I don't have to stand outside in the cold. Mm -hmm. I can do my shopping online. And then also it's just way before Black Friday, the sales. So Every year, they've inched earlier and earlier and earlier. And then what about social media? I think we've all had the experience of being on, like, Instagram or something, and all of a sudden, this ad pops up for a dress, and then you are like, all of, I'm now buying a dress off of Instagram suddenly. Is that is that playing out with Black Friday? I did some reporting on this recently about how more Gen Z and millennial consumers than ever are planning to do their holiday shopping on social media. And that's a significant jump from last year because it's just so easy, right? It's where we spend the most of our time. And these companies, these, these brands are putting so much money into this advertising on there because young consumers are on there all the time and they buy it. So they're planning to go on social media specifically to go buy things? Yeah, that and to find gift ideas. Oh, yeah. interesting, interesting. Let's talk about inflation and how it's impacted people's spending habits. What are you going to be looking for for how inflation is going to play out in consumer habits this this holiday season? One thing I'm really looking at is to see if people are changing where they normally shop from years past. So we've seen a couple of hints of this already that people are trading down when it comes to where they're shopping. So if they normally shop at Nordstrom, maybe they're shopping at, at Macy's this year. If they usually shop at Target, maybe they're going to Dollar General. They're buying less expensive items. They're adapting their budget to be able to afford gifts because a lot of consumers find holiday shopping as a necessity. So they want to make it work. Another part of it is that consumers are trying to spread out how much money they spend. So they don't want all of their holiday shopping to be on their November credit card bill. They want to have it piece by piece in October, November, December. Some even were doing it in August, buying things. So it kind of eases a bit on their wallet when they spread out the spending. And a lot of retailers are also meeting that demand. So they know consumers want those sales early. So they want to jump on that. And then with the pandemic, did that change the way retailers are selling their items or consumers are buying them? I mean, during the height of the pandemic, e-commerce just exploded. So everyone was buying online. That's really what caused a lot of the issues with the supply chain, waiting for months and months and months for your items to come. There were labor shortages. But now, not only are retailers really encouraging people back in the stores, consumers want to be back in the stores. Mm. So they want to be touching things. They want to be feeling the weight of it. They want to actually experience the shopping in person like we used to do all the time. Oh, interesting. Yeah. But this year is also very different because retailers are dealing with a lot of inventory issues. So it's not just that they have the certain amount of stock that they have ready to sell for the holidays as opposed that they had last year or the years before. This year... All the retailers did their holiday shopping really early. and Oh, retailers are also doing holiday yes. shopping. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess a better way is ordering. So they did a lot of their ordering really early this year because they wanted to avoid all of the supply chain log jams that happened last year and the delays in shipping. But the problem was that it kind of happened in this perfect storm when they did that. So around the time that they did all this ordering and were getting ready for their stock for the holidays – 
inflation really hit, right? So consumers were changing their shopping habits. They were not spending money on discretionary items like apparel and technology, um, home furnishings. They were saving their money to pay for food and gas. And then also people that maybe did have enough money were spending their money on experiences. So, you know, they wanted to travel again because the pandemic had kind of loosened up a little bit of the restrictions. They were going to concerts and they were going to sports games and all that. So that's where their discretionary money was going. So where do things stand now and what does that mean for the consumer Right. The retailers are flush with inventory right now, and they're desperately trying to offload it. So that is really good for the consumer. It means that sales are early, they're long, they're lasting all the way to Black Friday, and they're really steep markdowns on certain items. Also, there's a larger array of items that are on sale this year. So normally mm. around the holidays, we see like KitchenAids and and other cooking items. We see electronics. But now it's really interesting. They're offering more like self-care items this year. So you'll see makeup, face masks, shampoo, vitamins, things like that are going to be on sale because they have a lot of inventory of it and they need to get rid of it. So this could actually be good news for cash-strapped people. Yes, definitely. I mean, this is a really good opportunity to take advantage of the fact that a lot of these retailers have a ton of inventory. So you can really snag some great deals that maybe you haven't been able to get in the past. Why is it bad for retailers to have excess inventory from, like, a business perspective? It's bad for their margins. I mean, if they're not selling items, it doesn't look good for their bottom line. And also, the longer that they hold on to items, the more uh, markdowns they have to do. So they're just losing money on it. Mm. And also, retailers are really struggling right now with, or pretty much any business right now, is is dealing with higher labor costs. And that's really been bogging down a lot of these bigger companies. So they need to be selling things to kind of even it out. And is there this expectation that because there's so much excess inventory this year that they will have, you know, maybe learn their lesson and not purchased as much for next year. And we're not going to see these kinds of sales next year. Yeah, I mean, we don't know that yet, but it's gonna—it's kind of interesting because their reaction to this holiday season by buying things early and in bulk was a direct reaction to what happened last year, where they didn't have enough stuff, they weren't prepared, and they didn't realize that there were going to be all these supply chain log jams. And so they were short on supply, everything was taking forever to be delivered. So I guess this year maybe they overcorrected. But at the same time, you can't, this year we couldn't really anticipate how bad inflation was going to get, right? So inflation is probably going to be high for a while. So perhaps next year they'll have evened it out a little bit. But I will say that sales are not going to go away. Consumers want sales, so the retailers are going to give them sales. People love sales. <laughs> After the break, Jackie talks with Alahe about how to get the most out of Black Friday deals. We'll be right back. I'm Meghna Chakrabarty, host of On Point. Our big number is one. 
One episode per day, one story per episode, one really deep dive. At a time when the world is more complex than ever, On Point's daily dedicated conversation takes the time to make the world more intelligible. From the state of democracy, to AI, to the wonders of the natural world. That's On Point from WBUR, one podcast we think you should subscribe to. Let's talk about advice that you have for for those of us trying to navigate this holiday season and and people who have always looked to this time of year as the time to, you know, buy things at yeah. discount, but also like they're buying gifts and everything. So what is like run down first of all, like what are your top things that you sh- one should be mindful of when shopping this holiday season? Right. I've done a bit of reporting on this. So I have a couple of tips. First of all, make a plan and make a budget. So if there are certain things you want to buy, write them down and kind of see how you can fit that into how much money you're planning to spend this year. Some retailers have actually hiked up the prices for items and then put them down on sale. So if you start seeing that the base price is going up, buy it now because they're going to keep raising it. Another thing that an expert suggested to me was that Think really carefully when you're shopping online. A lot of retailers are going to be charging if you return things by mail. So read the return policies before you buy something. If you're sending someone a gift, think about where they live and if they have a brick-and-mortar store near them for the item that you bought for them. So say you're ordering something from Target and sending it to them as their Christmas gift. Make sure that there's a Target nearby that they can actually get to where they can return it in person and they can not get charged. Here's a tip for if you're shopping online. Um, There are browser extensions that you can add to your Google Chrome or whatever browser that you use that will help populate coupons. So as you're shopping online, it'll come up and tell you a code that you can put in to get a certain percentage off. A lot of them also do cash back. So if you don't mind sharing some of your information on where you're shopping, you can make about anywhere from like 1% to 10% back on what you're ordering online. And what about consumer waste? Should should people be mindful of buying too much? Yes. I mean, the easiest answer to that is just don't buy as much because and some of it will end up being pretty wasteful. But also, if you are going to buy, think really carefully about how you're ordering it and who it's going to. So a really good tip for that is to not expedite your package. If you have the time for it to come, don't choose the quickest route because that's often very inefficient and can uh, not be good for the planet. So Jackie, what's on the top of your shopping list this year? (laughs) That's such a good question. I actually followed my expert's advice and I have a list on my phone of things I want to buy this year. Wow. Yeah. Also, I mean, I'm Jewish, so I don't celebrate Christmas, and we haven't done Hanukkah gifts since I was, like, 10. But um, but Black Friday is non-denominational. No, Everyone is. can participate, <laughs> whether you're a believer or not, of any faith or no faith. <laughs> that's so very—yes, that's true, and that's why I have a list. <laughs> Consumerism welcomes all. <laughs> Um, yeah, let's pull out let's, your list, let's Jackie. Pull out my list. What's of... on your list here? <laughs> I need to write out my list. Okay, let's see. Okay, I want to buy this one mascara that I've been looking at that I just haven't really been able to justify buying. So I'm going to keep track and see if it's on sale. Mm. And then uh, some boots. Wow, that's so, on my list. So you're you're prepared. You're ready to go. <laughs> so uh, the other question I just had was, you know, Black Friday. You said. It's already started. It started back in October before even Halloween ended. When is it going to end? I think it's really going to depend on the state of the retailers 
after this holiday season? Are they still going to feel like they have stuff to offload mm. in throughout the, the rest of the year and to the end of Q4? So um, we don't know yet, but that's something I'm definitely going to keep an eye on because maybe Black Friday isn't just early. Maybe it's just longer also. Yeah. Jackie, I'm wondering, like, as you pay attention to these um, consumer habits and shopping trends and also how retailers are functioning, like, whether you see some bigger pattern here or, like, why you find it so compelling and interesting to to look at, look at these things. Yeah, I mean, this year has been tough for everyone with the economy just being up and down, and we don't really know what to expect next year also. And then inflation on top of that and gas and the election, there's a lot going on. But... Consumers are really resilient. I mean, people are still buying stuff. I mean, maybe they're not buying as much as they used to, but we've seen that consumer spending has been pretty steady, which is really important because consumer spending is about two-thirds of the economy, and it's a really good indicator if we're going into a recession. So that's been a really kind of reliable number that we've been seeing the last couple months to show that people are still – they still have faith in buying things. (laughs) For better or worse. For better or worse. <laughs> and they're making it happen. And, and you know, we saw this a bit for back-to-school shopping, which is kind of seen as a bellwether for holiday season and holiday shopping. And consumers were just savvier and they were smarter about how they were spending their money. They were finding sales. They were comparing prices and clipping coupons and really finding ways to make it work because for a lot of families – back-to-school shopping is an essential, and they also see holiday shopping as an essential. So they're going to make it work. So it's like a comment on how resilient we all are, huh? (laughs) Definitely. How you spend your money. (laughs) How you spend your money. It's not a comment on us bum-rushing the Best Buy. (laughs) No, sadly not anymore. Not anymore. Jackie, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. This was great. Jackie Pizer is a retail reporter for The Post. She spoke with my co-host, Elahe Asadi. As promised, we have one fun thing today before we go. So this week, ahead of Thanksgiving, President Biden did what presidents traditionally do, and he pardoned two turkeys at the White House. So our colleague Alexandra Petri is a humor columnist, and she decided to write and make a song about this. It is totally wacky. It's very different from what we normally do, but this song made us laugh, and we thought that it might make you laugh, too. So, here it is. (laughs) Mr. President, pardon me. Why do you pardon me? What did I but a ball do right? Did all my friends do wrong? Pardon me. <laughs> Why do you pardon me? Why do I get to gobble on while they get gobbled on? Why do I go to a fancy suite where we have this meet and greet? I sit on pillows overstuffed While my friends are overstuffed God, take me instead Why do I still have my head? Pardon me Why do you pardon me?
That was the song, Pardon Me. The music and lyrics were written by Alexandra Petri and Jack Mitchell. Music production and vocals by Jack Mitchell. Guitars and vocal engineering by Connor Keelan. And believe it or not, there are actually more of these holiday theme songs that you can listen to at The Washington Post. We'll put a link in our show notes and at postreports.com. And that's it for Post Reports. Thanks for listening. Eliza Dennis produced this episode. It was mixed by Rennie Svernovsky and edited by Lucy Perkins. I know we talked a lot about Black Friday today, so in that spirit, we have got one more thing to mention. The Washington Post has its very own Black Friday subscription deal. If you're not a subscriber yet, this is the perfect opportunity to support Post Reports and the journalism we bring you every day. Right now, you can get an all-access 12-week digital subscription to The Washington Post, access to breaking news, politics stories, advice columns, holiday recipes, so much more. And all you have to do is pay 99 cents every four weeks. Go to WashingtonPost.com slash Black Friday, or you can find the link to this deal in our episode description. And just so you know, Post Reports will be taking Thursday and Friday off for the holiday. The team behind our show is Maggie Penman, our executive producer. Our supervising senior producer is Rena Flores. Ted Muldoon is our senior producer. My co-host is Alahe Azadi. Lucy Perkins is our editor. Our producers are Eliza Dennis, Sharla Freeland, Alana Gordon, Ariel Plotnick, Arjun Singh, Jordan Marie Smith, and Renny Svernovsky. Sabi Robinson and Emma Talkoff are our assistant producers. Sean Carter is our engineer. The post-director of audio is Renita Jablonski. I'm Martine Powers. We hope you had a restful Thanksgiving. We'll be back on Monday with more stories from The Washington Post. 